Hello, everyone. We're Finance Miami, and today we're going to be talking about budgeting. I'm Max Hornstein, and I'm here with Elijah Massenberg. Our main audience for this is teens and young adults, as we're trying to start them out and teach them how to start saving money so that when they're older, they won't have to be living paycheck to paycheck or worrying about retiring and not having enough money to fall back on. So today we'll be mainly focusing on budgeting. So basically, budgeting is a plan you write down to decide how you will spend your money each month. A budget helps you make sure you have enough money every month. Without a budget, you might run out of money before your next paycheck. I think it's very important that we start now because habits are very hard to break once it becomes solidified. So starting now as young adults getting ready to go to college, getting ready to become part of an adult society, you have to understand the importance of saving money so you're not stuck. Studies also have been done, and it says that young adults who actually know this financial education, they're less likely to carry credit card debt and are likely to apply and receive grants and financial aid when they're older. So it can help you out with college and um, long-term loans and debts because if you want to not necessarily be successful but be able to have like financial wealth, you have to be able to eliminate debt and try and minimize it as much as possible. Because that's one of the main issues in today's world and mostly in America as we have a large debt, like trillions of dollars. Because eliminating this debt can allow people to better set themselves up in the future and fall back on money when they're older. Because if you're always paying off debt, you're never going to be able to be financially stable. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to say that around a little over half of the U.S. population is financially illiterate. So financial literacy, for those who don't know the definition... Is the knowledge and application of various financial skills. These include creating a budget, understanding how credit card works, and saving for retirement. Financial literacy includes understanding different financial instruments such as stocks, bonds, ETFs, and creating an investment plan. Which is very surprising because only 30% of Americans actually have a long-term financial plan. And this is increasingly shocking, but I think it's very important that we also mention that in this day and age, all we have to do is pick up our phone, pick up a computer, or go even on YouTube, TikTok, any of these social media platforms, and we can learn about this stuff. But sure, it might be annoying to have to search for these things, but that's why this nonprofit was created. Because if you go to our website and you create an account, you have access to book recommendations also have PowerPoints that talk about different things. We have about 11 PowerPoints on the site now. Hopefully in about the next two weeks, we'll have 20. And we also have interviews with key individuals that take place in these certain parts of finance. Our previous interview, we interviewed somebody who's been in the finance industry for over 20 years. So all these things are available all for free on our website. So let's go back to budgeting. What we should start as, since we're teens and young adults, we can, unless you are working for like necessary reasons and the money has to go towards something, we kind of have the ability to save a little bit more money than adults who have a lot more bills to pay because most of us kind of work just to like put money in our pockets and a lot of teens spend money on stuff. But if we start now saving our money, over the years, that money can kind of compound in investment accounts and help us build our wealth. So we'd like to start with a basic rule of 50-30-20. The 50% goes towards spending money on needs. Now, since we're teenagers, a lot less might need to go towards needs. 30% on wants. If you're really about saving money, you can cut this down a lot more. 
and saving away 20% of our money. If people follow simple principles like these, it can help set us up for our future. So starting off with a basic example, as a teenager, let's say you're earning $500 a month, most likely on a part-time job. You would take half of that, which is $250. You'd put that towards your needs and expenses, whatever that may be. And then you'd take 150 and spend it towards whatever you may want to spend it on. And then the last $100, which is the 20%, you can take that and put that in a savings account or bank account and just hold on to that money for a rainy day or for the future. But at the end of the year, that would put an extra $1,200 in your pocket. What you should do is try and put it into an investment account because that you can help grow that money and build that wealth. And year over year, you're going to start to make more money as you grow older hopefully. And then you'll have more money going into these investment accounts. And by the time you retire, you can end up becoming a millionaire. That's very important. I would like to also mention that these terminologies like investment account and these certain wording, it can be a little bit confusing to those who don't understand the meaning of it. Or you could learn that from going to our website again and looking at certain PowerPoints because we have 11 different PowerPoints and they all talk about different types of trading. We are here just to explain just the basics of everything. So a big issue here in the United States is not being financially illiterate costs Americans $415 billion in 2020, which means that they don't understand the concept of budgeting, the concept of having good credit, and this being financially illiterate costs them almost half a trillion dollars. Yeah, that's around like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a person because they just didn't understand basic rules and lost money. Forty percent of Americans they have less than ten thousand dollars saved for when they retire. This isn't enough to get you through your retirement. Let's say when you retire, you have a good like what, 20, 30 years left of your life. You're gonna want to have some money to fall back on. Around fifty thousand dollars is like the baseline. As uh, different places, different people, they live in different areas. They can live on different amounts of money. As of right now, we live in Miami, and Miami famously is known as the most expensive place to live. So if you're retiring here, of course you cannot just have, think $50,000 will get you through a full year, because truth be told, the average cost for rent, just rent alone, which means you don't feed yourself, you don't do anything extra, is more than $50,000 a year. We have to consider this is just the average, the average in the United States. So this takes into account all 50 states in America. And this is including Wyoming, which is most likely cheaper than Miami. So when we're talking about saving, it's important that you also take in consideration the cost of your lifestyle. When you retire, not everybody retires the same way. Some people have owned their house. Some people don't own their house. Some people have cars that they have to still pay for. All these things are taking, taken into consideration when you're getting ready to retire. So yes, is the goal to have $50,000? Yes and no. I say no because you would like to have more than that because you truly don't know how much longer, how long you're going to live until you retire. You don't want to retire at 65 with half a million dollars and then you live another 30 years And by the time you hit 90, that money has run out and then you have to go back and work a job, which is something that I don't wish upon anybody. Yeah, so that's why we're stressing now to start saving your money and um, creating a budget plan. Without that, 
you're going to end up uh, broke by the time you retire, which means you won't be able to retire and you're going to be working until you're 95, which no one wants yeah, to do. You don't want to be like Michael Jordan in the case where he retired from basketball and then came back, didn't do so well and then retired again. You just want to retire once and enjoy the rest of your life. Either you have grandchildren, whether you have a wife, whether you live alone, whether you don't, you want to be in peace and just enjoy the rest of your life because you spent a lot of your younger years your 30s, 40s, 20s, getting to that point where you can be comfortable retiring. Putting in the work now, although it may not be fun, can help set you up for the future and make you better off when you decide to retire. So with this being said, we could talk about some people that actually had some success using budgeting and efficient financial literacy. So at the end of 2019, there's a woman named Chris who was nearly $20,000 in debt with a balance that just kept growing. When they say a balance that kept growing, that means that her account or her debt was negative and it kept on getting bigger and bigger. For example, $20,000 in debt today, check your account again or check how much you're in debt in a month from now, you're actually $21,000 in debt, which means you owe even more money. Mm -hmm. The first thing Chris did, which is something that I recommend to everybody, is listing goals that you want to complete. These are her eight goals. Her to get off the credit card flow, start contributing to sinking funds for known expenses, start building $1,000 emergency fund, which basically means that just in case in the emergency, you have money to the side. Pay off credit card number one, pay off credit card number two, be a month ahead, which means that she cannot work a full month and still be able to pay that next month or whatever she needs to pay. Pay off the home equity line, of credit that they took on to replace their window and pay off the car loan. After the first month of using a budget, she had saved $1,500 and crossed off the first three items on her list. By month two, she paid off at that $3,000. After just one year of budgeting, she saved over $18,000 in cash. She paid off over half of her debt balance and she crossed off seven of her eight initial goals. So that's a really good example of just how budgeting and saving can um, set you up and help you out in the future and long run. On the other hand, on a contrary, here's a pretty interesting fact. So everyone like knows about like the big lottery winners and how like people get rich quick. Well, most of those people, actually 70% of those people, whether they won a million dollars or $500 million, ended up going bankrupt within five years of earning the money. This is actually because they don't understand how to budget or save that money. So let's say you buy a $100 million boat, right? Well, a lot of those people don't think about maintaining it. So these maintenance fees and sustaining this rich lifestyle that they gained through the lottery, they just weren't able to grasp that concept and plan out their budgeting and saving. And because of that, they sunk down in their debts and expenses and just thought of like the short term on buying what they wanted. It's really important to save your money and budget it properly. Without a plan, it's going to be really hard to organize your life. I agree. And a very good, a very important story because success is great, but it's also failure where we learn from. There was a man named David Lee Edwards who won $27 million for a jackpot, it's right? Payday. He was living in a storage shed with his wife. So basically, he was living, not homeless, but barely above being homeless. When they got that $27 million, they spent all their money on super high-end cars, 
mansions and, and a plane. The only issue that I see here is the fact that they bought dozens of high-end cars. As a lot of people may not know or do know, cars are a depreciating value, which means they don't hold value. So you could buy a Mercedes right now for $50,000. And in two years, it'll be thirty. Yep. And um, the, second, yeah. the second you drive off the dealership, it's not going to be worth the same that you bought it for. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some high-end cars you can invest in and go up, but that's very few. Also, these high-end cars are really expensive to maintain. You got to pay a lot in insurance because the insurance companies don't want to cover a car that if you get a little scratch, it costs $20,000 to repair. So back to this story, they blew $3 million in the first three months. And by the end of the first year, $12 million was gone. So already like halfway through it, probably even more because $27 million jackpot, most of that gets taken from taxes. So by 2006, they spiraled into like addictions. They got bad. And 12 years after, David ended up passing away because um, he was broken in hospice and he couldn't um, pay for the care he needed. So it was just pretty rough example. But it's an example of how budgeting and not understanding how to spend your money and save your money can end up poorly even if you are in a situation of um, financial like success and wealth so with that being said i'm going to offer you guys some tips on how do you even start a budget you can write down your expenses which is money that you spend write down how much money you make this is called income and subtract your expenses from how much money you make if the number is less than zero you're spending more money than you make Look for things in your budget you can change. Maybe something you do not need or a way to spend less. Mm-hmm. You can use your budget in different ways. At the beginning of the month, you can make a plan for how you will spend your money and write what you think you will earn and spend, which basically means if you plan on spending groceries or spending or going out to eat with somebody or going to see a movie, write that down and make sure you take a note of it because that adds up. And then at the end of the month, see if you spent what you planned. Meaning that if you wrote down that you're going to go to a movie, but you didn't, then use information to help you plan the next month's budget. Yeah, it's good to set goals for your budgeting so you know where you want to get to. And maybe the next month you can try and beat that goal. You can all keep track of this on an Excel spreadsheet or a Google spreadsheet. This would probably be the best way to visualize it and plan it out. A major thing I would like to emphasize is sometimes spending little by little, then it adds up to more. For example, if you spend $2 a day on a water from a vending machine at your job or a water at your school, that's an extra $60 that you're just spending on. And sure, while you're swiping your card, you're like, oh, it's only $2. Do the math on it because it ends up being way more than you expected if you do it every day. I understand doing it once at Blue Moon or once a week, twice a week, but it's important that you guys minimize how much you spend on stuff that's not necessary. Yeah, so everything adds up. So that's why when you keep track of the budgeting, you can actually see like what you're spending your money on. So instead of like spending, like Elijah said, $2 on a water bottle every day, you'll be able to see that on a spreadsheet. You'll be like, okay, I just spent, you know, like $60 this whole month on water bottles. Like maybe I need to cut back on that. But if you're not budgeting or like keeping track of this, you're just going to keep spending $2 on a bottle of water and just not think twice of it. Right, and these small habits can actually help you out a lot. When you realize, okay, me bringing my own bottle of water or me bringing my own container, my own refillable container saves me $60 a month. Yeah. So with that being said, you don't have to go right now and set up, you know, a big savings account and like 
planning out all the budgeting you can set up simple excel spreadsheets to keep track of what you're spending and see what you can cut out because simple stuff like this can save you a few dollars here and there which over time it adds up to be larger amounts of money so back to what elijah was saying about the water bottles that 60 dollars a month puts an extra 720 dollars in your pocket a year which can be spent on other stuff with that being said keep it simple keep it easy even if you do not know how to use microsoft excel a pencil and the paper works just fine just make sure you guys stay mindful of what you guys are spending and understand that you're benefiting yourself. You're benefiting the future self. You're understanding that, okay, I saved now so I could be happy and be in a good place later. With that being said, we're going to wrap it up here. I want to thank you guys all for tuning in and hope you guys have a good day, good night, or whenever time you're listening to this. Well, all right, guys. All right, see you.